Welcome to the Iona College Athletics Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. John Stanko, your host here, being joined by Garrett Murray and special guest Ian Sachs. Many people will know Ian's voice from being a play-by-play color commentary for a variety of Iona sports, including Iona women's basketball and Iona women's volleyball, which will be a big topic of conversation today. So, Garrett, Ian, how are you guys doing this morning? Doing good. Good, John. Thanks so much for having us. So, yeah, so let's kind of just dive right into it, guys, because let's be honest, there was not a lot of news this past week, except for the social media campaigns that were run by both us at Iona College and the MAC. So let's first start with those MAC uh, 40-year celebration team campaign that we mentioned last week that they began, and they began with basketball. So let's first touch on women's basketball celebrating 40 years of the MAC. They asked each school to pick out five student-athletes that they believe best uh, kind of encapsulated the school's history, the school's culture, and what it means to the women's basketball program. So, with women's basketball, we got Maggie Timoney, Martina Weber, D'Amica Martinez, Joy Adams, and Marina Lizarazu. So, Ian, let's go to you first. You look at those five names. What's kind of the one thing that jumps out looking at those five student-athletes? I think clearly the the shoe-ins were D'Amica Martinez, the MAC all-time leading scorer. She could score score from anywhere on the court and and she her name's all over the Iona record books and then Joy Adams was the walking double double following right up behind Martinez the three of them the two of them played together for three seasons Martina Weber being the first uh WNBA pick in MAC history and really helped catapult this Iona turnaround that we saw under head coach Anthony Pizzella the year before Martina joined the team. The team was six and twenty-two, four and fourteen in the MAC. Weaver's two seasons with Iona, seventeen and twelve overall, thirteen and five in the MAC. Her first year, twenty-one and thirteen. Her second year, and thirteen and five in the MAC yet again. So, really, she was the big X factor for that Iona team. You saw Bazella was building something, but Weber, Weber coming in put the Gales over the top and led them to their first MAC championship game. And she was the first MAC player of the year for the Gales. And then Maggie Timoney all over the Iona record books until Martinez came along. And I remember when Martinez's chase to become the all-time leading scorer, it was always Maggie Timoney with that 1,800 points. Maggie Timoney, she's the one that Martinez is chasing. And then finally, Damika surpassed that. And Marina Lizarazu, I was a little bit surprised that Lizarazu was on this list. But then when you look back at what she did, most outstanding player in the 2016 MAG Championship, a three-year starter on the Gales. And really, you know, you can make a case to one of the best point guards in school history. I mean, th- I think, Gary, you look at Lizarazu's kind of resume. I think the fact that she was the MAG Tournament's most outstanding player for the Gales' first ever MAC tournament championship, I wasn't too surprised to see her voted on this, uh, put on this list because I mean she cemented herself in the record books. Also, a foreign student athlete to come over here, succeeding right away. Um, two MBWA uh, All Met third team honors. She was an absolutely phenomenal student athlete, and she carried the Gales to their first MAC title, teaming up there with Joy Adams. Yeah, I I totally agree with you, Stanko. You look at the record book and Ian Sachs mentioned it she probably is one of the best point guards that this program has have 
I think she was probably one of the one of the first scoring point guards that I mean I can remember from my time here at Iona. There may have been others before, but she was the first one where if you needed a bucket, she for sure was going to get it. And she came up massive. I believe was in the semifinals game against Marist in that 2016 MAC championship run where she hit some big shots. She I believe she had a turnaround jumper from the baseline at one point in the fourth uh, in the second half, which really really put Iona over the top in that semifinals. So. I mean, Liz Arazo, I think, definitely deserved a spot on this list. You look at it, her and Joy Adams were that one-two punch of that championship team. Yeah, I mean. Her first championship team. Like, speaking of Joy Adams, she's probably, in my time, at she's probably one of my favorite student-athletes ever. Like, I remember when she came in as a freshman, soft-spoken, um, and you could tell immediately she was really talented, but doing interviews with her, she was kind of soft-spoken and getting to know herself, getting comfortable. But, the, but by the end of her senior year, she was a vocal captain, a leader. She is, like, like Ian said, an absolute double-double machine. Um, she led all NCAA uh, freshmen with 16 double-doubles in her first season. So she just set the standard there and then continued to grow from it. And again, those two, uh, Adams and Lizarazu, part of the first ever MAC championship for women's basketball and head coach uh, Billy Chambers in her first year with the, uh, no, was her first year with the Maroon and Gold? It was her second year, I believe. Second year with the Maroon and Gold. So regardless, still a great start to her career. So un- unbelievable job uh, by Adams and Lizarazu. All five of these women, unbelievable resumes. I mean, also Demika Martinez, just talk about a walking bucket. I mean, it was unfair. <laughs> it was unfair when she caught on fire. I, I still remember a, a few games with Martinez where you could just tell that she was in a different zone than anyone else on the court. And, and every time she touched the ball, you knew she was going to put up a shot and you knew it was going to go in. I remember her dropping 46 against Ryder, her dropping 42 against Columbia, where at times in the game, it just seemed not fair. It seemed like she was just on a completely different level from everyone else out there on the court. Yeah, she owns Iona's three highest single-season scoring um, marks, uh, with 2014, her junior year being the highest of 771 points. I mean, she's just an absolute monster. All four of her years at Iona, she's inside the top 10, with her freshman year of 497 total points, ranking number 10 all-time for single-season scoring. So, again, Demetra Martinez, she went for this Max Celebration 40-year team. She was a player of the year three years in a row. Three years in a row. Her first year, she was the rookie of the year. Yeah. I mean, again, phenomenal student athlete. Uh, So, all right, we got women's basketball. Let's go over to men's basketball. We have Steve Burt, Gary Springer, Steve Burt Jr., Scott Machado, AJ English, and also honored was Tim Cruz, who was one of three coaches selected um, as part of representing the 40 years of the MAC. Um, Garrett, we'll start with you on this one. You look at this list, what kind of sticks out to you most among these five? Uh, I think the big thing is all five names and Tim Kloos are all household names. Everyone knows every single one of these players. That's how big they are in this program. Um, I think the shoe-in was definitely – I think all of them were shoe-ins. I think it, <laughs> it, it's tough. Like, I mean, yeah, you've got a, a fairly uh, historic run for men's basketball, a lot of history in this program. So picking out just five is, is not easy. No, A.J. English and the two Burts were definitely, I think, the first three that came to mind when we were selecting these. 
Yeah, I mean, I think also, Ian, if you, if you look at this list, you have you have the two Burks, the, the duo, and Scott and uh, AJ English, the three leading scorers in Iona history, the only three to eclipse the 2,000-point marks in their career, with English getting it in his final game in the NCAA tournament against Iowa State. When you look at the other two names, you have arguably the best passer in Iona College history, Scott Machado, and arguably one of the best rebounders uh, and post players that's kind of unsung in Gary Springer. So really, this is a great all-around team if you're looking at all the different positions covered in this men's basketball 40-year celebration. Right, John, I think two things that you touch on there that I really want to expand on is the the great all-around team. I mean, imagine if you put this five out there as a starting five. You got Machado leading the point. Then you got three 2,000-point scorers, the only three to do it in the illustrious history of Iona men's basketball. Then you got Gary Springer down low who could bang with the best of them. And what you said about Springer being an unsung hero, I think that really characterizes what he was as a player. When you look that he was playing alongside Steve Bird Sr. and that the two of them, like, you look at Bird, you think, wow, Bird, you know, the one of the best scorers in school history, number one with 25 hundred points and then you got Springer who's right there next to him who's probably equally on the same level but just doesn't get that same attention that Bird does but just look at at his record he's fourth all-time in scoring so you put his 1800 points along with Bird's 2500 that's 4300 points just between the two of them and then you throw in his rebounding as well I mean the early 80s was a great time for Iona basketball. Yeah, and I mean, I think if you look, like for me, I came into Iona um, graduate 2014 and seeing Scott Machado play uh, for a couple of years was, it was basketball I had never seen before. That type of passing, the pace, the vision, that high-powered Iona offense was unbelievable to watch. He's still the best passer of the basketball I've ever seen. Also just an incredibly nice human. And then A.J. English, had the most remarkable game I've ever oh, seen yeah. in my life. That that was my freshman year, and yeah, that guy right, so, could yeah. not miss a basket. <laughs> he literally, he couldn't. And he miss didn't a play basket. the last five minutes. Uh, Forty-six points this was against Fairfield, I believe, and at he, home. At home, and he. Uh, I've watched the highlights on Icy Gale's YouTube, and you know what? We might share it. We might share the clips in conjunction with this podcast. But he hit three pointers from angles I didn't even know possible. And that last one he hit from the logo and like basically oh. center court, and he screams up in the air. It's the greatest scoring performance I've ever seen in a game. Easily. Thirteen three pointers. Thirteen three pointers. He couldn't miss. He could have shot from. Full court, and it would have went in. His last three basically was from full court. It's, it, it was unbelievable. Uh, again, that's the greatest offensive game I've ever seen. I've ever seen played. So, all, all five of these of these student athletes. I mean, men's basketball is a ton of history to pick from. Imagine like leaving Ricky McGill off this list, winner of four MAC championships. But you look at this list and everyone that goes through it and. You have to pick someone to represent from each different generation, and you can't leave off the two leading scores of all time with the father-son duo of Burt. It's, it's, it's really hard to pick. You can argue so many names on this list, but the five we got here are all incredible. And we can't leave without talking about Tim Kloos, right? The man is, is the GOAT. 
He is now a legend on campus. I think if there's a coach that we build a statue out of Heinz, it, it, people would say Tim Kloos is the one to build off of. Um, I mean, what were your guys' experience, Ian, we'll start with you, watching Tim Kloos on the sideline, uh, getting to know him a little bit in your time at Iona. Um, he led this program to heights and never really reached before. I mean, just the absolute best coach that Iona has ever seen and the nicest coach, I'd say, that Iona has ever seen. The stories that you hear about Tim Kluse, you know, you could look at all, all the records of five MAC titles, four regular season championships, eight 20 win seasons in nine years, making a postseason tournament in every single season at the helm. But then you hear about the stories of, you know, him playing with the managers after practice or, uh, you know, doing all the extra little things that you wouldn't expect someone with his success and and uh position at the college to do and yet he does it and it doesn't get noticed it doesn't get shown it's all those little things that he does that makes him such a great person and you talk about you know the likes of Machado and English who both played for Clues they were the epitome of that Tim Clues offense that fast paced run and gun up and down 80 points a game you know the before the ball's even through the basket, already halfway down the court, and someone's either dunking it or or putting up a three. And he really changed the way that Iona played men's basketball. He changed the reputation of Iona basketball, like mm-hmm. for sure. There's no there's no doubt there. He changed the now Iona is a household name for mid-major basketball because of the success because of the success that they had. And guess what? We continue it now with Rick Patino as our head coach. So. Still a lot of great things to look forward to for Iona Mets basketball. What a transition. What, what a transition. transition. I love, like, speaking on a personal note, I created some of the graphics for IC Gales. My two most liked graphics ever put on Iona Gales platforms are the Tim Clues thank you coach when he announced that he was leaving the program retiring. Just everyone wish, wishing him well, remembering the times, and then literally two days later, the hiring of Rick Patino. In the span of 48 hours, pandemonium across icy gales and iona men's basketball social media unbelievable stuff um so we should say that this mac 40 year celebration is going to continue for weeks going forward and this upcoming week uh we have softball being announced uh the day after this is being released being announced on tuesday july 14th and then baseball later in the week i'll tell you what when we went through some of the names for softball between garrett and i and and jack and our staff they got some sneaky they got a lot of selections because that program is kind of under the radar for how successful they've been, especially uh, in the in the 2010s. So those fi- those five student athletes will be announced uh, later in the coming in the coming days. So that is the Max social media campaign. Now we turn over to the Iona social media campaign that way that came to fruition this week. Uh, all decade team voting for the 2010s. Key to reiterate, this is all fan vote. We put this, we created a survey on icgales.com. We put it out onto all of our platforms. We encouraged all the fans to vote. This is completely decided by the fan. We just tally the votes at the end. And we started off with volleyball. So Ian, you, you've been fond of the volleyball program for a long time from when your brother was a student at Iona to you being a student at Iona and now working with us. When you saw this all decades team list, what kind of rose to the top for you and how you went through it? Uh, how you maybe voted on it, if you want to share those votes, and, and just your, your process seeing the names. Yeah, I looked at it that there were about four or so locks that absolutely needed to be on this all-decade team. You had to start with 
Claire Archibald, Emma Rose, and Jessica Pellucci all came in together. We'll, we'll go individually on each of them in a little bit. And then Allison Needers, who I think could be the best volleyball player in Iona history. When you look at where she stands on the record books and how far ahead she is of even the number two spot. Then after those four, then it got a little of, okay, now you need to parse through a lot of different players that, you know, have, have a lot of uh, different things going for them. I think that uh, Jamie Smith, her versatility is a big factor that she came in and was originally going to split time at libero. And then with Emma Rose there also became an outside hitter and is now one of the Gales best offensive threats on the post championship teams. And, um, and then I looked at uh, middle blocker. I, I thought was a, you could go in a lot of different directions. I know Mia Bonsignor is on this list. I voted for Colleen Jeanette who played alongside Neaters back at the beginning of the decade. And then you have Katrina Warren on there who is one of the most athletic volleyball players I've ever seen, if not the most athletic. Yeah, we should run through this list. We should say that uh, Garrett, when we came up with the student athletes to put on this list for the for the form, as well as the write-in votes as well, but we said there should be seven selected, which kind of makes like a rotation for volleyball. But we actually had eight student athletes on it because we legit had a tie for the number seven spot. So running down these lists really fast of who was voted uh, by the fans to be part of this 2010s All-Decade team, we got Claire Archibald, Mia Bonsignor, Karis Miles, Allison Neaters, Jessica Pellucci, Emma Rose, Jamie Smith, and Katrina Warren. So, Garrett, when, when you looked at this list, you were a student with a couple of these student-athletes. Um, yes. And also now you're, you're friends with them still. So when you, when you looked at this list, you saw this team play. Um, what, what were some of your takeaways? Um, some, you, you have to look at the record book, and a lot of these names are at the top of the record book. And then, like you said, I went to school with four. I graduated with four of them. Um, and these four girls came into this program and changed the direction of the program for the better. Mm -hmm. They won a MAC title, but their first two years, they progressed and built up to it. And they showed true heart and loyalty to this program and wanted to make it better. And I think that plays big into what Iona is all about and Ian Sachs says he didn't vote for Mia Bonsignor, but she was the most outstanding player for the 2018 championship. Um, so I, I voted for her, and I disagree with you, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, there, there's a lot of names that you could pick from. Um, yeah, Mia Bonsignor, she, she was named the, the 2018 MAC Champions uh, Tournament Most Outstanding Player. She had a season-best 16 kills and 18 points. Uh, during that MAC championship game. So, I mean, that, that says a lot about her just utterly, utterly dominating that. Um, other people that you went to school with, Claire Archibald, the all-time Iona leader in kills. You got Emma Rose, who was always lending a helping hand and had over 3,200 career assists. Jess Pellucci, Iona's all-time leader in digs for the non-rally era at, at uh, 1862. Um, yeah, I mean, a, a ton of really good names here. Karis Miles graduated with me 2014. She's a 
ranked ninth all-time in career assists. Um, and as a freshman, she appeared 49 cents and 20 aces. So she started off her career on a high note and really kind of never slowed down. Um, I, I mean, and also I think Katrina Warren, she made a really huge push near the end, but she was kind of a lock, especially for me, especially for our, our boss, Brian Byer. Like Brian Byer says he's one of the best outside hitters in program history. She merely made a push at the end to get in there comfortably, but she ranks fourth all-time in kills and, and kills per set. So we got some heavy, heavy hitters on this list. And it's, it's, it was, it's fun to see the voting come through because we get all the emails. There were over 350 votes for this in just, just over three days. So there was a ton of people giving in their input. Yeah, I, I think that, as you said, that, that class with Archibald, Bonsignor, Pellucci, and Rose – the way that they changed the culture, they came, when they came to Iona, the team was maybe having, you know, one season where they'd make the, the MAC tournament, which typically the, the top four or six make the postseason tournament to a team that their, you know, junior year went to, to the MAC championship all the way to the final match. And then the following year came back far and away the best team in the conference and ran through the regular season 18 and two, and then ran their way to the program's first championship. And, and when you think about, you know, what they did, you have Archibald as quite possibly the best outside hitter in school history, someone who is all over the record books. I remember one season, I think she was right around the country lead for most of the season in aces, something that you don't even think of her as you, you think of her, with kills and you think of her, you know, helping out with digs when she plays in that back line. And then you, and then Emma Rose kind of sneaks in and becomes the program's all-time leader in assists. Jessica Pellucci playing five years at Iona, taking that one year off, really developing a leadership role in that one year on the sideline. And then Bonsignor flying under the radar, but, coming up in the biggest moment of the season with those 16 kills against Canisius in the MAG championship. I mean, that class really just read, writes itself all over the Iona record books. Karis Miles was a little bit of a surprise for me. I know that she usually split her time at setter during her four years at Iona, but you know what, when you look at the numbers, John, as you mentioned it with ranking ninth in assists, it's hard to, not put her somewhere near the top of program history. And then Jamie Smith still on the team. And I'm really excited to see where her senior season will take her still with one year to go. I remember last year when she had her triple double in the win over Siena at home, that, that game really stood out to me as, Hey, she's someone who can really develop and, play in so many different positions on the court. And then last but not least, Allison Neaters. I mean, what can you say about her? Two-time first-team member, two-time libero of the year. Being the libero, it's not a flashy position. You're no, playing in you're the back the line, just, just bumping up the ball, getting it set for the attack. But she has more than 800 digs higher than the number two position in Iona history. When you're just that far ahead of everyone else, I mean, you, you have to look at Neaters as one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, she kind of, the numbers kind of speak for itself. I think that playing the libero position is a lot like being a goalkeeper in hockey. 
you, you just, you're, you're kind of your own breed. You have your own personality. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just have a sense of toughness and, and I don't know, moxie about you that other positions don't have. I think all the barrels have like a bond, like a, like a bond together, like goalies have. Like I, uh, I can. I'd agree with you, Stanko, on that. Yeah. Like, can you imagine like being a soccer goalie is crazy to me. Like standing in front of a PK, that's, you gotta be the most confident thing in the world. I thought we were talking about like hockey goalies. Well, I mean hockey too. I think Same I think thing. you can put catchers in that category too. Oh, uh, that's a great call. I mean, you're yeah. a weirdo, so yeah. it works. I was a catcher. I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that was the volleyball 2010s all decade team. Now we shimmy over to the men's basketball 2010s all decade team. And I think this is the one fans were most excited. Uh, to kind of see how it would play out. We got a lot of MAC championships in this decade. We got a lot of really good players. So we put them all on a list. We said, pick your five. We went positionless. So, Garrett, we kind of let the the voters decide whether they pick their favorite five, their best five, who their starting five would be. We didn't want to create any rules. We wanted utter chaos in the voting. And I think we kind of got that in the end. But, yeah, that was kind of our mindset doing it, right? Yeah, we we wanted to leave it open-ended. And I think the outcome kind of – played to what we thought it was going to be on who actually got voted and stuff. So it wasn't like any changes or dramatic changes to it, but it was nice to leave it open-ended and let people do what they wanted to do. Yeah. So the selections, uh, Sean Armand, AJ English, David Lowry, Scott Machado, and Ricky McGill were the five uh, players selected to the 2010s All-Decade team by the fans, strictly an entire fan vote. Uh, It did get, fairly contentious fairly close for that final spot between a couple of players um but Ian you look at this starting five uh who as a fan did you kind of vote for in this process who did you think would come out on top what were your takeaways this list was very similar to the list that I voted on Uh, I think four out of five of them I had in I think I had uh, starting right off of the out of the gate Machado and English were the first two locks. They were definitely going to get in. English being one of three Gales in history with 2,000 points in a career. And Machado, quite possibly the best passer in school history and led the nation in assists one season. So I I think the two of them were far and away the, the first two. And then it was after that. Then the debate really starts. Sean Armand, the program leader in three-pointers, and the his senior year, the, even though that Iona team lost in the MAC championship to Manhattan, one of the best Iona teams of the entire decade, I would say, that 2014 Gales team. So I think he definitely had to, to be on here. Then follow that up with David Lowry the following year, where his senior year, he wins MAC preseason player of the year, and Mac Player of the Year after the season ends. So he really established himself. He came in. I know when he transferred into Iona, there was a lot of hype surrounding his arrival. And I'd say he certainly lived up to it. A big part of those back-to-back Mac regular season champions in 2014 and 2015. And then finally, Ricky McGill. I did not vote McGill in. You're gonna, get, his, you're gonna get some hate mail. You're gonna, I, you're gonna I get, know you're I'm gonna, gonna get, get some, some hate. You're gonna his get biggest, angry at his, the biggest thing the going for him, year. no doubt, is the four for four MAC championships. 
12 and 0 at the MAC tournament. Beat but I looked at it every time, I believe. But I, that, you know, that, that there are so many different elements that you can vote for that you can look at and put this one over that one. I put in Mike Glover over Ricky McGill. I think that Glover was sort of like a Lowry type, a, a, a power forward who could run the point, can go coast to coast, can take an opponent off the dribble. And when you team him up with Machado, that duo was unstoppable for Tim Kloos. I will say that uh, I mentioned how it got close near the end. The sixth person would have been EJ Crawford. He was just a few votes behind. And then the seventh was Mike Glover. So that fifth and final spot got very close with it going EJ Crawford, the sixth man, and Glover right behind him. So we weren't too far off there with the voting. I, I mean, looking at this list, I think the, the one thing is that every single one of these, these players was beloved by Iona fans for their own various ways, shapes, and form. I mean, Scott Machado, probably my favorite player to ever watch. I think Sean Armand and the way he improved every single year and he got better at a different component of his game every year uh, really sticks with me and with a lot of fans. I remember when he sunk the 10 three-pointers at Madison Square Garden. That was the first time I ever worked for men's basketball. I filmed like their game film that day because their managers couldn't do it or something like that. And I got to, it was unbelievable performance. He had the garden crowd that was there really cheering for me at 10 of them. Um, but and then also Ricky McGill. I'm, is there a more beloved student athlete, men's basketball player this this decade? And I don't know if there is. You could argue maybe there's there are some people, but he for me, universal approval rating both on and off the court. And I think the the memory that people are going to have of him is that MAC championship game is against Monmouth, and he's there cheering on the bench. And he's cheering on the crowd. He's not even on there for the final minutes. And he's just a big smile on his face, him hugging close Cruz the entire time. That, that's kind of the lasting memory that I'm going to have from McGill in his four years at Iona. And also, his senior day is one, probably the most special senior day uh, like, I've been a part of. It was the loudest ovation for a senior in the Heinz Center that I can remember. Yep. He, he he's one of the greats and especially this decade where he won four Mac titles and he four. was, he was basically a leader on three of them. He led the team for you as a freshman. He was a bench, not a bench player, role player, six man player, but those sophomore senior, he led that team to three Mac titles. It's crazy. That, that's a that's a really good point with the progression of his career and that first MAC championship his freshman year the 2016 title they don't win that championship without the likes of him and Jihad Proctor the two freshmen mm -hmm. on that team coming off the bench and playing big minutes in the MAC championship and you'll look at AJ English leading the team Isaiah Williams leading the team the veteran leadership of Aaron Roundtree coming in in his graduate season That's playing for the Gales but it was those little small things maybe coming in for two or three minutes giving a big defensive stand getting a steal making a good pass to English or Williams for a big bucket in that MAC tournament the Gales don't win that with without McGill as a role player and then each year becoming more and more and more of a leader on the team a scorer on the team, a distributor, a defensive presence for the Gales, and ultimately capping it off with a feat that no one 
has ever done before in MAC history and a feat that can only be tied and not broken. I think we could also just name this this team uh, the Tim Kloos team. And we could we could just this this is the Tim Kloos decade. This is the Tim Kloos team. The 2010s is the Tim Kloos team. Uh, again, five phenomenal men's basketball players. A ton of great players to pick from. With this men's basketball, like I'm curious if you guys in in your years of being a fan and following Iona, if there's like an unsung player who maybe is not on this list, like maybe he's not like one of the all-time leading scorers, but maybe like someone who was kind of like just Mr. Fundamental, like on the court who like sticks out to you as like one of your favorite players to watch. He was never like under the spotlight, but just always kind of did their job. Garrett is nodding his head. He he has one right away. I was very good friends with this guy and he has the numbers to back him up. He was, um, I believe he won rookie of the year, uh, Cedric Kazmir. Mm-hmm. But he was one of my favorite players to watch as a Gale. He just was quiet on the court. He he was just fun, and I love great guy. What about you, Ian? I mean, I I think Cedric is probably what one of the the best answer to that, and probably better than someone that I could have even come up with. It just off the top of my head, I was I was trying to think, and then when Garrett said Cedric, I said, yeah, that's that's the perfect answer to that. That you know he's undersized, and you look out on on the court, and you know you, you could have a six seven six eight David Lowry or Jordan Washington, and then standing right next to him, you have Cedric, who is clearly not not even close to six feet tall, and then he comes out and torches you for 40 points. And I think he's one of the nicest players to ever play. And, you know, you have so many nice guys on this team, Sean Armand, AJ English, David Lowry, a, a, a great character, uh, you know, someone who, who you spend a couple minutes with it and you're, you're bawling out laughing, hanging out with him. But I think, you know, Scott Machado, who w- w- was a great, you know, teammate and, and guy, Ricky McGill, so beloved by everyone in Gale Nation. But I think that Cedric was that guy who, you know, wouldn't really draw the attention to himself. But when you're around him, you really see what a nice, lovable person he is. Yeah, and he, he had a great career. He, he definitely got – he was not in the bottom half of vote getters for sure. People definitely recognize his time at Iona. Uh, speaking for myself, this player always, I don't know why, but I love watching play Isaiah Williams. Um, he had the longest arms I think I could ever remember having. I don't even know what his, what his wingspan was, but he had the longest arms ever. And he, I just remember him knocking down corner three after corner three after corner three. And I, did, I loved watching him play. because I think he was also like a little quiet like Casimir, maybe just doing his job. But he was just a long-armed, good at defending, and hit – just shot like he was just Mr. Consistent. And that's what I really liked watching about him. So he's kind of like the unsung, unsung guy that I think not gets forgotten about. But I, I look back going, Isaiah Williams, he was really good. I liked him. Also a hilarious like, guy. It seemed like he was always hanging out in the corner and then there'd be a rebound. And all of a sudden he has the ball. Yes. And he would just find the rebound somewhere. Even if it's on the complete opposite end of the court, Isaiah was there. Such a ball hawk and, and someone who – if he was playing well, the Gales were playing well. If he was not playing well, the Gales were struggling. Someone who wouldn't really get a, as much of the attention as English or Lowry, who he played alongside, but someone who, as he went, so did the Gales. And I think one person who 
uh, for me, now that I'm thinking about it, really only played one season with Iona, but embodied the Iona program so much would be Aaron Roundtree, Mm -hmm. the graduate transfer on the 2016 MAC championship team. And I think his calming presence coming from West Wake Forest in the ACC was so important in mentoring both, you know, the other seniors with him and Williams and English, but also, you know, being a mentor to those younger guys, the Ricky McGill's of the world. And then Ricky learns from him and comes in, becomes a four-time Mac champion. Yeah. Also around phenomenal defender, like just absolute ball stopper. But like, like we said before, Iowa men's basketball. They've had a lot of good players. And guess what? They've had a lot of good players this decade with all their winning. Well, you, you look at it. One name we didn't bring up is Momo Jones. That's right. Yeah, Momo Jones. He played Jones. two years, and he was fantastic. He averaged 15 his first year and then 22 his second year. Like, yeah, and he actually – so he actually tied for that seventh spot with Glover – uh, in terms of, of of coming up for that for this for the all for the five selections, if you will, so he was tied for for Glover in that seventh spot, and yeah, he was a scoring machine. Also, again, kind of very quiet, like on the court, like didn't wasn't like loud, wasn't like a Jordan Washington where every time you scored a bucket, you heard his Tyrannosaurus Rex roar in the upper reaches of the Heinz Center, but again, was just quietly dropping twenty on you every game. Like and, I said, and when you pair his scoring ability with Machado as a distributor, Glover in the post, Sean Armand developing his three-point shot. That's why the 2012-2013 teams with him were so dangerous and just incredible. And and you think about the, the Tim Clues time, and really that's where Tim began to – to develop this Iona culture of being fast paced, being able to score in bunches, scoring with the best teams in the country. And Momo was Mac player of the year and Haggerty award winner, not just given to one of the best players or given to the best player each year in the New York Metro area. Yeah. And so we should say, just give a little peek behind the curtain. The top vote getter for men's basketball was AJ English. He was a top vote getter amongst all the players. And for volleyball, for the all-decade team, it was Jess Pellucci was the top vote-getter as well. So, listen, a lot of great student-athletes come through Iona College. We only got through two of the all-decade team. We have two more this week. At the day of release, we put these polls out. We have baseball, which, Garrett, which I'm sure you have some insight into, being a part of that program and knowing some of the players on that list, as well as women's basketball, which, Ian, you've been greatly connected to um, uh, as well. So, Go check out those surveys. Go check out those polls on all IC Gales uh, social media platforms as well as icgales.com. We will be announcing those teams on Friday. And don't forget the MAC 40 anniversary teams coming up as well with baseball and softball coming up this upcoming Tuesday and this upcoming Thursday. So before we go, guys, I don't know if you have, we want to share one Gale spotlight before we sign off. And the, the main sport thing that's been happening uh, this past couple weeks has been the TBT tournament which unfortunately Iona's Gale Nation team was not selected to be a part in. Uh, I think we're all looking forward to seeing what those Iona alumni could do together on their John Kickens. But an Iona player that we've mentioned uh, more than a handful of times in this podcast already did get a chance to shine. Scott Machado uh, was got to be a part of the Armored Athletes team, and they won one game before falling to overseas elite. But 
in the in the game that they won, Machado shined at 23 points, uh, also go wrong with four assists and two steals. Also had a nice little Twitter highlight that got a little bit viral uh, and with a nasty pump pick underneath the basket. Um, so it was good to see an Iona player still get some shine in the tournament, even though Gale Nation wasn't able to be a part of it due to the limited amount of teams with COVID-19. But we look forward to general manager Kiggins and that entire squad getting back at it next year um, uh, with the with the TPT tournament. So little Gale Nation spotlight there, Gale spotlight on Scott Machado. So before we sign off, guys, Ian, Garrett, is there anything else you want to add on before we conclude this uh, season two, episode two of the Owen College Athletics podcast? A lot of fun going down uh, memory lane with so many great players, both from the past decade and from all time history with the Mac social media campaign. I see Gail's social media campaign. Uh, you know, a, a lot of fun thinking about all the great times that we've had in New Rochelle. Uh, when sports have been around and hopefully we'll, we'll be able to create some more memories in the near future. Remember, go vote, go vote. That's right. The Iona, the Iona all decades team is all fan voted. It's literally the fans decide. So like Garrett said, go vote. So for Jonathan Stanko, want to thank Garrett Murphy, Garrett Murphy for hopping on and Ian Sachs for being a uh, special guest. Thank you guys. And uh, stay safe, Gail Nation. Yeah.